Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. God bless. God bless. God bless all of you tonight. We would just like to welcome you here to uh, Praise Tabernacle Church's uh, Tuesday night Bible study. And I tell you what, we've been having ourselves a good time at our uh, local church. We've been having ourselves a good time. DNK Bible Break, Monday nights, we've been having a good time. And these Tuesday night Bible studies that we've picked back up to go live, I have been uh, enjoying them tremendously. And I just thank God for another opportunity for us to be here tonight. Thank you for, for listening. We want to thank God for our panel and all our the new panel members. They've been doing such a such an excellent job and I'm I'm just grateful that God has uh blessed me and my lovely wife with uh, a team of leaders um that's that's digging in the word and uh that's supporting of the ministry. So we just thank all of you for being here on tonight. Listen, we, we got something different um tonight and uh this is something that God had laid on my heart a few months ago when I knew that we was going to uh be making some changes and giving some others uh, opportunities uh to be on the panel and and have this platform and tonight we we are going to have not is not not necessarily a debate not not a debate uh, now we may get into some of that, and that's okay. We we may get into some of that, but uh, each fourth Tuesday, I'm going to host the Bible study, and we want to uh, talk about family. We want to talk about uh, relationships, uh, you know, husband and wife relationships, uh, children, um, you know, along with the family. And then tonight, we even got some mistresses uh, going on. Uh, with what we're going to talk about tonight. And we, we're just going to get a lot of different uh, point of view. We got uh, three main characters that we want to deal with tonight, and that's Abraham, uh, Sarah, and Hagar. Uh, and if we just want to do it the right way, we, we'll start with Abram, Sarai, and, and then Hagar. So we know later on uh, God changed uh, Abram to Abraham and Sarai to Sarah. Uh, so we, we, we got our panel, we got uh, some women on here, we got the men on here, and, and we're going to just, just kind of have a little fun with it tonight, but, um, you know, bring it home. We want to bring it home. We know the scripture, we're supposed to be able to apply that, you know, anytime you're teaching, the object of teaching is for someone to learn, and, and, and in most cases, uh, if you bring it down home to a person, where they can understand it, then they can learn it, and thereby they can apply it. So we're going to say a quick word of prayer, and then we're going to jump into the scriptures. And we want you to buckle up tonight, because um, uh, what I'm hearing, the, the, the brothers and sisters are ready. They're excited about tonight. So we, we're going to see how far we go. Um, I can tell you now we're probably not going to get through with it. There's so much in here. We're probably not going to get through with it. We may have to pick it up next fourth. Uh, Sunday, uh, next fourth Tuesday uh, in October, but we'll see. We'll see. So, Father, in Jesus' name, as we come now, we just thank you. We're so excited about this opportunity to 
to have this discussion tonight about Abraham, uh, Sarah, and, and Hagar, uh, which will extend into Ishmael and Isaac. And, God, we just thank you. We appreciate you. We, we pray that, that we're able to say something tonight that will uh, get the, reach the hearts and minds of the listeners, uh, something that they can identify with, uh, uh, those that are married, those that are single, uh, those that are uh, maybe even engaged, and even the children, God, so something that, that we can see on tonight that will encourage uh, the total family. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. Tonight, um, let's see. I want to – we're going to key in. We're going to key in in the beginning uh, of – at Genesis chapter 15, Genesis chapter 15, I gave the panel, uh, I think I gave them chapters 15, 16, 17, 18, and chapter 21 to review. So we, we may get through those. I'm not, it's not going to be uh, each scripture line upon line for each chapter. We're going to jump around a little bit to see how far we can get tonight uh, within the hour. And then if we have to pick up, like I said, in October, we will. So we want to call your attention to Genesis, the 15th chapter, and we want to look at, we want to start at verse 1 through 6. Okay, so while you're getting there, I just want to, I want to highlight a few points uh, that's going to lead up to Genesis chapter 15. Okay, so while you're going to Genesis 15, I just want to give you a couple of points. Uh, we want to deal with Abraham. Uh, just where did Abraham come from, uh, you know, what was his background, you know, different things like that. So in Genesis, we are, we are introduced to Abraham in Genesis 11. We're introduced to Abraham in Genesis 11. I believe also in Genesis 11 that uh, between 10 and 11, uh, the people had came together under one voice and Tower of Babel, God had to come down and, uh, uh, you know, change the languages so that they couldn't be unified. And then it goes into the history of this one begot this one, that one begot that one. And then we get down to, I believe it's around Genesis 11 and 26, uh, it introduces us to Terah, which is Abraham's father. Okay, this is Genesis 11. And then Abraham has two brothers, Nahor and Haran. Nahor and Haran. Okay, and then Abram's brother Haram is... Uh, his nephew Lot's father, y'all know we, we'll talk about Lot maybe, uh, you know, just a little bit. We may mention Lot throughout, um, uh, maybe here and there. And then in Genesis 11, also Abraham marries, uh, Abram, I'm excuse, excuse me, Abram marries Sarah. Okay, Abram marries Sarah. That's in Genesis 11 and 29. Uh, uh, then Genesis 11 and 30, we see Sarai is barren, meaning she can't have any children. Um, later on in chapter 11, uh, they were natives of Ur, of the Chaldees, and they left there to go um, on their way to Canaan, but they stopped in Haran for a while. Okay, but we know that Canaan is the promised land that God promised to Abraham, okay, well, to Abram. So then in Genesis 12, God tells Abram to leave Haran and his family. So leave the city, that the town, the city that you're in, and leave your kinfolk. Leave your uh, extended family. Okay. So Abram, of course, uh, he's obedient. He takes Sarah and his nephew Lot. 
Okay, he takes Sarah and Lot with him, and then they arrive in Canaan. This is in uh, Genesis 12. Uh, also, the Lord promises Abram to give his his uh, his seed this land. What land? The land of Canaan. So all this God is even before things begin to happen. There's a word. There are promises that are given to Abraham. Uh, I mean, years or whatever prior to them beginning to manifest. So that's uh, chapter 12. Uh, Abram lies to the Egyptians about Sarah being his sister because of her beauty. And Abraham felt, you know, hey, Sarah was a bad woman. And he felt, well, hey, down here in Egypt, if they see you and they and they find out me and you husband and wife, they're going to kill me. Okay, and He did the same thing later on uh, with Abimelech, I believe it was in chapter 20. So he, he pretty much tells a lie, and then we'll find out it really wasn't a lie. It was kind of a, as as folks would say, a half-truth. Now, there was some truth to uh, Sarah being Abraham's sister. They were actually, uh, Abraham says, well, she is my sister on my daddy's side. So actually she was his stepsister. They, they had the same daddy, Tara, uh, but they did not have the same mother. Okay. So then in chapter 13, and I'm, and I'm moving right on to chapter 15, chapter 13, uh, Abram's family, they, they leave Egypt. Um, Abram and Lot has to separate uh, because of, you know, the discord going on between the herdsmen and the shepherds and all this and stuff. And then God makes a promise to, to give Abram and his seed all the land that he can see. That's Genesis 13, 15, and 16. God makes a promise to Abraham. Now you got to understand, this is a prom- God is promising Abraham that he's going to do this, but Abraham has no children. Okay, he has no seed. So this is a promise that has, that's given. Uh, I mean, years or so prior to it beginning to manifest. So sometimes God tells us things and shares with us, or we get a word of prophecy, we get a promise from God, and at that moment, we can't see how in the world is that going to happen. How how am I how am I going to have seed and my children are going to take this land, and I don't even have any children. Lord, I mean, this, this, it, it, it does it's baffling. You know, it's baffling. So could you imagine how Abraham felt? Abram felt time where he's getting a promise from God, and the promise has no manifest. He can't. See it, he has no children. You know, he has no children. So I just wanted to give a little background, bring us up uh, with with Abram and Sarah up to this point. Now let's let's go, and I'm gonna open it up. Let's go to chapter 15, and I'm gonna read verses one through six. So we're in Genesis 15, one through six. Okay, it says after these things, the word of the Lord came unto Abram. His name is still Abram, in a vision, saying, "Fear not, Abram." I am thy shield and thy exceeding great reward. And Abram said, Lord God, what wilt thou give me? Okay, remember, we Abram didn't have no children. Okay, he said, Lord, what would you give me, seeing I go childless, and the steward of my house is Eliezer of Damascus. Okay, and Abram said, Behold, to me thou hast given no seed. And lo, one born in my house is mine heir. You, you've given me no children, and the one born in my house 
you know, is this gonna be my heir? You know, this he's not even he's not even my my biological. Uh, so, I mean, is this the way it's supposed to be? I remember what you said, Lord, but I don't know how this thing is going to manifest. How's it going to come to pass? All right. Verse 4, and behold, the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, This shall not be thine heir, but he that shall come forth out of thine own bowels shall be thine heir, meaning you're, you're going to have a son. You're going to have a child, Abram, Okay. And he brought him forth, verse 5, abroad, and said, Look now toward heaven, and tell the stars, if thou be able to number them. And he said unto him, So shall thou see be. In other words, Abraham, look up. If you can number the stars, then you'll be able to number the, the amount of your seed, the children and the offspring, grandchildren, great-grand, and so on and so on. Okay? And then verse 6, and then I'm going to open up. And he believed in the Lord. Watch that. And he believed in the Lord, even though he couldn't, he didn't, he didn't see it, but he believed in what the Lord had said to him. He believed in the promise, okay? And he believed in the Lord. He didn't see it. He didn't even really understand it, but he believed it because of what the Lord said. All right, now let me take a quick, quick little moment. Anybody on the panel, because we, we're going to get into the nitty-gritty in, in a few minutes, but anybody on the panel got anything they want to say so far? Okay, nobody. Uh, y'all, can y'all hear me? No, uh, we hear you. Okay, all right. So, all right, all right. Let me keep working. Then. All right, here we go. All right, let's look at uh, chapter. We gonna get to it. We we get we get. I'm just setting it up. We getting to where we going. All right. So uh, Genesis chapter 15. Look at verse 13. And he said unto Abram, Know of a surety that thy seed shall be a stranger in a land that is not theirs and shall serve them, and they shall afflict them 400 years. Once again, this is confirmation. God is telling him again, all right, Abram, hey, your seed, I'm telling you, boy, you go, hey, I'm going to do exactly what I said, all right? Genesis 15 18, in the same day, the Lord made a covenant with Abram, saying, until thy seed, all right, here we go again, until thy seed, his, his, we, God, is, God is drilling this thing home to Abram. Until thy seed have I given this land from the river of Egypt unto the great river, the river Euphrates. All right, so we can, we can all agree that God has made a covenant. He's made a promise. Uh, let's just use promise right now because he, he does make it uh, later on. But this is a promise that your seed is going to inherit this land, okay? He who has no seed gets a promise that you're going to have seed, and there's going to be so many, you won't be able to count them, you won't be able to number them, and they're going to inherit this land. So this is what's in Abram's mind, okay? We're not sure yet if he has shared this with Sarah, okay? Well, with Sarah, we're not sure. We're not sure. We we can, you know, we can use a little subjective and say, well, well, surely he told his wife that, you know, the Lord promised him, but we we don't know for sure yet. Okay, let's jump into chapter sixteen. Is here is where we want to go. Chapter sixteen, verse one. Now we we must remember 
The promise has been made. The promise has been made about the seed. So Abraham, I'm just looking, put myself in Abraham, just trying to, you know, use just a little vision with Abraham. Hey, God has given me a word. I don't know how it's going to happen, but he says it's going to come from me. He says it's going to happen. So here we go. Now, Sarah, Sarah, excuse me, Abram's wife bare him no children. And she had a handmaid, an Egyptian. Y'all remember, when you go back and look, Abram, Abraham, Abram then went to Egypt. They was in Egypt for a while. Okay, so uh, Sarah has a handmaid, an Egyptian, whose name is Hagar. Okay, verse 2. And Sarah said unto Abram, Behold now, the Lord hath restrained me from bearing. I pray thee, go in unto my maid. It may be, in other words, perhaps, maybe, possibly, that I may obtain children by her. Abram hearkened to the voice of Sarah. Now, Abram didn't ask any question. I want to hear from the brethren. Uh, Abram asked no question. Then also from the sisters right now, Sarah. Sarah suggests that Abram goes into another woman to have children, to, to have a child. All right, so that's what we want to deal. Let's let's deal with that. Well, let's do. Let's look at verse three. And Sarah, Abram's wife, took Hagar, her maid, the Egyptian, after Abram had dwelt ten years in the land of Canaan, and gave her to husband Abram to be his wife. All right, here's a woman, her man, and her uh, her handmaid. Sarah, Abram didn't ask no questions. He didn't turn it down or nothing. What makes Sarah to any of the, the to, to the sisters, what could possibly be going through Sarah's mind to make her even suggest to Abram to connect with Hagar? Any sisters right now? Any sister want to tell me what could uh, Sarah possibly have been thinking? Any sisters? Brothers, get ready because I'm coming to you. Any sisters? Um, this is Kisa. So during that time um, that they lived in, um, bearing children, it was a necessity for uh, for most women. It was like a financial security thing. And uh, because they were so dependent on the men, uh, they couldn't own any properties. Um, having children raised their, um, if I could say, their social status. So Sarah was probably feeling um, a lot of emotional, social uh, situations. She was frustrated. Things felt hopeless to her. So she decided, you know, to take things into her own hands. Maybe she was a little antsy. She's just like, okay, well, if we're going to have a child, let me just go ahead and do it because God has taken too long. So she got outside of, she got outside of what God how God planned it because it, it looks like he's taken too long. So she was deciding to fix it herself. So she went to her, her maid servant. Okay. Okay. Any other, all right. I like that. I like that sister Oliver. Any other sisters got, got something they want to bring, bring on that before I go to the men. <laughs> well, 
I I would say um, with with that, <laughs> I'm gonna try to tread lightly. <laughs> but um, this reminds me of first of all, as um, a lot of times, you know, as men, if God has called you or you know what the plan is or what God has told you, just like Adam. You know, it was his fault, the reason why they was in the situation why they were in, because God told him something, but he allowed his, his wife to, you know, tell him otherwise. And so things didn't happen until he ate of that fruit. And so here with Abraham, because um, when I was reading this, and y'all can correct me if I'm wrong, but even when Abraham was told that he was going to have, a, uh, you know, a child, a son, he laughed. Um so now at this point, sometimes I, I feel us as women, you know, we can pressure our husbands sometimes, but I'm thankful to God that I don't have a jellyback husband. And it seems like Abraham was kind of trying to do what his wife, because he knew, he probably, you know, felt her and saw her, you know, weeping because of this this one thing. So it's either that or Abraham was already Checking her out, and he didn't argue with it. Like, okay, baby, that's what no. you want. I'm gonna make you happy. Okay, so I'm gonna stop right here. Oh, 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 oh. Okay, any other, any other the sisters, anybody else? Amen. So I do have a comment also, and um, you know, as Blade Zachary just said, I'm kind of wondering also, like. Was it something else before Sarah even agreed to do so, um, to, you know, give her handmaid over? Because there was no rebuttal. I mean, it's not from what we're reading. Like, it doesn't say, oh, you know, baby, are you sure? Or, you know, anything of the sort. It was just kind of like, oh, okay, cool. But, you know, I don't, I don't know uh, what kind of wife he had because not my man. So... You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna stay right there until we keep going down the scriptures, though, and I'm gonna I'm gonna leave it right there. Oh, uh, okay, okay. I wanna I wanna say something too. I'm just wondering, um, couldn't she have picked somebody ugly because he just automatically like you know slept with her? But I mean, I'm wondering, you know, she's Egyptian. My my thought is how did she look? Is this is this someone that maybe you know, he was married but he wasn't he still could see. Is this somebody that he kinda like, wow, in the back of his mind? Which made him not when when she mentioned that he didn't even object, he didn't say anything. You know, that was always the question for him. How did she look? And could Sarah have picked somebody like real ugly so that, you know, Keep what you want to sleep with him. <laughs> okay, was well, that just over? Can I add? Yes. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Whoever want to add, go ahead. I, I want to add, um, also, Sarah, she knew that an heir was very important to her husband. Um, so she was, if you can, if I don't use the word desperate. So at that point, she just chose. Uh, what was the best, the next best, best thing to come up with the plan, not so great plan, I should add, for her husband to have an heir. 
So, you know, that, and also with that, she would gain her status as well of having a son. So I think she did it, you know, just to make sure her husband, not so much, it was, it was both ways. It was for her because she wanted a child badly, and it was for her husband because him needing, you know, she wanted him to have an heir. That's all I'm going to ask. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Because she did, she did say, let's see, um, verse 2, I pray thee go in unto my maid. It may be that I may obtain children by her. And Abram hearkened to the voice of Sarah. So, yeah, great, great point, ladies. Uh, all those are great. So it, it's possible uh, just from after hearing from my, hearing from my sisters, uh, my lovely wife and my sisters, that, you know, Sarah has different things going on. And, of course, the culture, uh, especially back then, it's not, it's not as much now, but back then, not only having a child, but as Sister Oliver stated, a male child. Okay, a male child that, you know, you could have girls all day and, and still be considered, you know, cast away or uh, not blessed or not favored of God. But if you have, if you had just one son, you didn't have to have a whole lot, but if you had just one son, then you, that, that you know, you had some status uh, in the key. So great, great points. Uh, I'm going to bring bring something else out, uh, maybe later. I already know. I already know we're not going to get through with this tonight. I already know. But I got to be fair and give my brothers uh, uh, some kind of maybe rebuttal. You know, we heard them saying, well, we heard the sisters saying, well, you know, was Hagar pretty, you know, well, should she have chose somebody ugly, you know. You know, maybe she should have chose somebody that was, you know, out there with the pigs or, you know, you know, the hats, you know, something. So what? let's look at it, the brothers from Abraham, because they said Abraham gave no rebuttal. I mean, he jumped right on it. You know, he was happy. He was excited about it, and, and he went to work as soon as Sarah said, hey, you know, here's Hagar. It seemed like Abraham went right on in. So brothers, what what are we saying about Abraham? All right, Pastor, uh, Mr. Tobin, I got I got something to say. Um, uh oh, go ahead, go ahead, know, Tobin. The way I look at it from Abram's perspective, uh, it shows that you know, for me, this is a person that has a connection with God. In the evidence is he's been talking with God this whole time. Look at how you went over the history, God making all these promises to him and telling him how his children, you know, um, he's not going to, well, his seeds are not going to be numbered, you know, not be able to num- be numbered like the stars. Also, he, he compared it to the dust of the earth. So meaning that, you know, you're going to have some seeds, you know. So, however, he didn't have his own at that point, right? And he's thinking with his own you know, natural mind. You thinking, well, you know, I got one in my house. He ain't of me, but God tell him, like, you know, no, you gonna have one. So at that moment, that's God letting him know you gonna have one, right? Now here comes Sarah, because God already told him that he gonna end up having one. Here comes Sarah saying, you know, you know, go in unto Hagar, my handmaid. So at that point. He's just being a good servant of the Lord, and he listens immediately. You know, ain't no need in fussing and fighting. You know what I'm saying? God wow. said it got to happen. 
We know the action on how it got to happen. So here we go. Sarah bringing up some action. Obviously, it ain't coming her way, you know, so he had to make it happen. So, you know, so at that point, I feel like being as though Sarah offered, you know, Hagar, you know, that's giving him a free pass. He got a free hall pass. Mm. So what man ain't going to take the free hall pass? So he had to have his cake and eat it too. So that's, he was just being a good servant of the Lord, and he had to make sure that it get done. So that's all I got to say. He was just doing that. He was told. <laughs> so, 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 what you what you're telling what you're telling the congregation tonight is uh, the the thousands and hundreds that are listening all over the world. What you're saying is 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 best to to obey God and 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 you know if your wife makes a suggestion that as far as you know lines up with. What God is saying, and 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 you feel it's best to go ahead on and 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 obey. Is that right, Minister Tober? Hey, that's what I'm saying, and, and I'm gonna tell you why. At that point, we looking at the scriptures, right? If I'm not uh-huh. mistaken, from what I look, God didn't necessarily bring up and say it was Sarah at that time. He said it later, but up until verse 16. He didn't say he didn't say Sarah, so he's like, okay, it's time, it's my time. Now, well, okay. I'm still being obedient, right? Okay, wow. I hear you. I hear you. Okay, thank you, Minister Tober. I I tell you what, I appreciate that. I I hear Deacon Stanton laughing, and I know uh, Elder Oliver is on. Do you, brethren? Do you guys have anything, or or you know, as far as Abraham? I, you know, I'm 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 gonna say this because I, I kind of and and just cause I know I got deacon on. I'm gonna need the deacons to be my bodyguards when I walk in church on Sunday. Um, for what I got to say with the foolishness, because a, um, Abraham heard everything that the Lord said up to this point, and he 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 it wasn't stuttered. He he told a, a specific plan. Now what is going on here that's not really being said is. Uh, I believe he doubted God, and he had a, a and I believe your wife, uh, first lady, spoke on it. Had an Adam spirit, because there was no wibble wobble. He went right with what Sarah said, and it, it it refutes everything that God said, because he listened to the woman. And when you listen to the woman, we don't get into it a little later how it's all jacked up, but he listened Uh-oh. to the woman. He listened Uh-oh. to the woman. And I don't, I'm, and, and you know what? I want to be on Abraham's side, but he was weak. God told him several times, you're going to have a seed. And it was coming, it's like common sense, you know, peanut butter. And it's going to come from your wife. But she doubted too. She doubted, and she couldn't believe that she could have one. So not only is there doubt all over this, you know, but that, that's exactly what happened, doubt. And then, then, and it's funny to me to hear the lady say, "Well, he didn't put up a fight, really, <laughs> really. He didn't put up a fight. If you offer, a, he, here's a woman that his wife won't go sleep with her. We already know the promises of the woman. It, 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 it was like, okay, where was the trust in the Lord? Where was the trust in God? See, we we don't want to go with because she didn't trust that God was going to bless them." He already knew, God already told Abraham, 
I'm going to give you all of this. And, 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 and we forget, Sarah, well, go sleep with this woman because she was impatient. And an impatient mm. woman telling her husband, all right, I'm going to go ahead and make a way, just like Eve did back in the garden. This is what I'm going to mm. do. And he acted upon it. And on his actions, not listening to the Lord, he doubted. And because of his doubt, things just got messed up from there. That's all I'm going to say wow. right now because I can't wait to get to the rest of it because the rest of it is going to really come clear because I see where everybody's <laughs> hand playing right now. But I got to uppercut because all this ain't right. This is not right. It's not right. Lord promised him a seed. It promised him a seed, but I ain't going to get. I ain't gonna rush it. I know if we're going to do the offering, Pastor, I'm going to turn it back. I'm, I'm done. I, ain't, I'm, I'm, I didn't listen to it. I'm shocked with the women. I'm shocked with the women. They they they're okay with that. They're okay with it. I'm 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 shocked. But let one of us make that suggestion. We wouldn't be able. We wouldn't. I'm I'm done. Go ahead, Pastor. Go ahead. Finish. (laughs) All right. Listen, Howard. See, we ain't even got into this yet. We we gonna have to do. This is gonna be a series. Uh, Biggest fan. I know you're on. Did you want to say something before we do offering? Did you have did you anything about Abraham up to up to this point? No, I don't have anything to say. I'm just been a spectator. Okay, all right. Spectator. all right. I, I, I actually right. just logged on, so yeah, I'm enjoying it. Okay, all right. No, no problem. No problem. All right. Here, as we as the as we take a little intermission, we want to give uh, we want to raise our Tuesday night offering. For as we've been doing for our church, our local church, and for Extended Arms, which is our outreach ministry. Um, just whatever, I've just been doing, you know, $5 here and $5 to the other. Just whatever the Lord lays on your heart, $2, $10, 15 whatever it is, um, we just ask that you do that on tonight. If you want to do it to both Extended Arms and to uh, Praise Tabernacle Church, uh, you can do so, or if the Lord, the Lord lays it on your heart to do it uh, to just one, uh, we appreciate that. And if you don't lay it on your heart to do anything, just thank you so much for tuning in tonight. Uh, our extended arms uh, cash app is EA Ministry. Once again, it's, uh, let me see, dollar sign, E Ministry. Once again, for extended arms, uh, the cash app for those that would like to uh, give a donation on tonight to help us feed, continue to feed uh, our community and the different things, the different outreaches that we are doing uh, here in the Lawrenceville community. Uh, the cash app for Extended Arms is dollar sign EA Ministry. And may the Lord bless you real good for that. And those that uh, would like to give a donation, a love offering tonight to our church here at Praise Tabernacle is dollar sign PTC 877. Once again, the cash app for our church is dollar sign PTC. That stands for Praise Tabernacle Church. So dollar sign PTC and the numbers 877. Uh, May the Lord bless you real good. Thank you so much for supporting uh, our great ministry, uh, even financially. So we, our motto is small church, but huge ministry. The ministry ain't got nothing to do with how many people you got. It's the work, it's the effect 
uh, that you have in your local uh, community and how it spreads abroad. And weekly, weekly, we are impacting hundreds, uh, hundreds of, of families, hundreds of uh, people weekly, on a weekly basis, we are impacting hundreds, if not thousands. So we thank you so much for being a part. Listen, I know you're excited. I'm, I'm excited. I already know we're not going to get, we're not going to get nowhere near as far as I, I wanted to tonight. Uh, but, but we, we got to jump in. Uh, I think we got about 25 more minutes. So let's, let's kind of see how far we can go. Um, I, uh, these women have these women have thrown first round. The women have thrown some punches, and the men, the men came back swinging. So let, let's see, let's see. All right, we 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 got to the point where Sarah, I think it's chapter sixteen, verse three. Uh, uh, let's see, let's read that again. Then we're going to go into verse four because verse four is really going to highlight the decision made. By Sarah, the verse four is going to highlight the decision made by Sarah. So we, we we want to see what the women got to say about that. So let's look verse chapter sixteen, verse three. I'm gonna read that. We've already read it. I'm gonna read that. Then go into verse four, and then we're gonna talk. And Sarah, Abram's wife, took Hagar, her maid, the Egyptian, after being after Abram had dwelt ten years in the land of Canaan. And gave her to her husband Abram to be his wife. So not only did she just give, but we see that verse three at the end to be his wife. In other words, to to do you know to, to go ahead on and and have uh, as Professor Klopman would say relations and things like that. So look at verse four, and he went in unto Hagar, and she conceived, meaning she got pregnant. And when she saw that she had conceived, okay, this is Hagar, when she saw that she was pregnant, her mistress was despised in her eyes. Okay, let's, let's read that again. And he went in unto Hagar, he was obedient to his wife, okay, and she conceived. And when she saw that she had conceived, her mistress was despised in her eyes. Let's look at five. And Sarah said unto Abram, My wrong be upon thee. I have given my maid to thy bosom. And when she thought that she had conceived, I was despised in her eyes. And the Lord judged between me and thee. All right. Women, what are we saying now? Sisters, uh, Sarah gives Hagar to her husband. Abram goes in, has praise and pancakes, and Hagar gets pregnant. When Hagar notices that she's pregnant, she begins to mock or make fun, if you will, uh, uh, of Sarah. Sarah says, okay, Oh, now, now you want to play. Now you want to pick on me. Okay, now you want to you want to do this, that, and the other. What are we saying, sisters? What are we seeing between Hagar? What are we seeing with Hagar and Sarah right now? Any of my sisters? Ooh-wee. Well, I would say um, <laughs> be careful what you do out of desperation. 
Wow. Because your decisions will come back and bite you in your behind. So what Minister Tobert said, I have never really noticed that. The decision that Abraham made or whatever, he, uh, how Minister Tobert put it, is that that was after the fact. And then it made sense what Elder Oliver said as well. He was like, look, peanut butter and jelly go together. Don't nobody have to tell you you knew exactly what you were supposed to do. But what I got out of that, I got a lot out of it, but you have to be careful of what you do when you're desperate because the decisions you make is going to care. It's going to be right there with you for the rest of your life. And it all yeah. goes back to Abraham. Me, I, you know, this is just my pick. I, I blame Abraham because you are, you are the man. So you wasn't, you know, we understand, yes, it was custom for, and you know, for that son, that son, that son. Yes, we understand that. But Abraham, you were you were supposed to protect. You were supposed to protect her. Now all of this extra stuff because of your doubt. Y'all doubted what God said, and that's what we find ourselves doing. We try to fix things that God has already showed us the way. So we try to fix it, and when we're trying to fix it, we messing it up. Wow. Okay. All right. Any other? Any other? My sisters. That was that was my wife right there. Any other? Any of my sisters? Oh yeah. So I feel like because of the previous conversations that Abram had already had with God, maybe you know, call it ignorant or not, maybe when Sarah presented Hagar to him, he felt like, oh, is this what God was talking about? Ignorant or not? We don't know. Maybe he felt like, well. If right. this is this is what God was talking about. Now this is this is the start of the promises that He had already given me for my future. So maybe He felt like Hagar was presented to Him in that fashion, you know, to fulfill what God had already told Him that He was going to get. Now, me personally, I know Elder Oliver said something earlier, like I can't believe my sisters right now. I can't believe. No, no, no. I said not my men. Absolutely not, not Come my on. men. I'm not giving my man to nobody, not my man. And I do like what Elder Oliver said because he definitely made us think and give us, give us, gave us a different perspective of how it happened because you can even relate it to right now. Sometimes uh, we so desperately want something to where, like the yeah. lady said, we get in and we make a mess of it because the plan was already there. But patience will have you going in and trying to fix it and trying to, okay, well, let me see how I can make it work, and then you end up messing it up. So now this lady is pregnant, and, you know, she's a little upset. She's very upset that she's pregnant or whatever, so now she probably feels like, well, she's making a mockery of me. So now you you jealous, you're a little envious, but did you not give her to your husband? Did you not tell wow. your husband, hey, Go ahead right. and, you know, That's marry right. her, lay with her. You gave permission. So now that it came to pass, you're upset. So I don't wow. for all we know, how did she not know if Hagar was or was, or was not barren also? From what I understand, and please correct me if I'm wrong, it doesn't say that she was. So when you done right. gave this woman who could possibly be your best friend since you probably spent most of your time with her since she's your handmaid, how you know wow. that she was even wow. able to have babies herself while you done gave this woman to your husband. So 
Silly Sarah, jokes on you. So, so are y'all two saying you you better be careful who you keep close as a friend, even to your husband? Is that what I'm hearing from from some of the ladies? Absolutely. Wow. Yeah, that's a, as they say, that's weird. <laughs> okay, sister, sister Ogilvy, you still on? You got anything, or sister Oliver? Before I go to these men. Yes. Um, looking at it, we don't know what Hagar, what ulterior motive she had. Wow. Perhaps, you know, she, she was had been, you know, kind of being being that friend to Sarah and being close to her and her handmaid and all of this. And maybe all she wanted was, and she knew how important Abram was, and she knew the calling on him. She just wanted that seed. So how else do you get to that seed other than be close and be buddy-buddy with his wife? And, you know, when this was brought up to her, oh, definitely, I'll do just that. And now that you're pregnant, it's like, okay, she did it. She did what Sarah asked. And now she's looking at um, Sarah like, I did something you can't. Well, we don't know yes. whether or not she had an ulterior motive from the get-go. Wow. Great point. Great I wanna, point. I want to add to that. Um, I, I, I got a number of things I want to add, but I'm going to keep it short. But when... Um, I kind of missed some of it because I had a call, but when um, Abraham, if I can, if you if you look at chapter 12 and how he lied to Abimelech and how he lied to um, uh, Pharaoh about who Sarah was, and right. he was letting her go with them, like that's my sister. To me, I said, oh, right. he tempt this wife out because he got a lot of stuff. He got sheep and, and, and all kind of things from him giving his wife to those two gentlemen. So I'm looking at him like this. Sarah's like, okay, well, you kept me out to those two men. So let me have you go ahead and get with my servant. And I looked at it because Hagar, she was a slave. And, if, and I'm thinking about it like a slave. She probably didn't have the authority to go against um, Sarah I mean right. that was, she didn't have that authority So she had to follow suit She may not have wanted to sleep with uh, With Abraham but hey She's a servant so she got to do what she got to do And then Sarah Wants to get all jealous And become and start being mean to Hagar And you know That's what happens when we don't trust God To answer our prayers And we do stuff on our own these are the consequences. Amen. It's not going to turn out the way you think it's going to turn out, and it's going to be all happy-go-lucky. These are the choices that you, we have to make the right choices. And if you don't wait on God and you get in the way, you mess things up. Because he knows what the final outcome should be. And they just get all got in the way of what God was doing. That's wow. Wow. So, so, Hagar, so what y'all saying it's pretty much Hagar went from from the underdog to she 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 became that main that main chick, uh, and she began to flaunt 
nah, 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 boo, boo, I can do something you can't do, and that thing got to Sarah. So, so I, men, now, these two scripts don't really have much to do, but men, uh, from y'all's standpoint, just look, Abraham on the outside looking in at the two, at the two women fight. Yeah, we're going to see in the next scripture, if we get to it, that Abraham has something to say. But anything from the, from the men's standpoint right now? Um, I got something to say. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. Okay, I was just gonna say that um, personally, I don't think that Hagar was um, plotting and waiting for her chance, so to speak. I don't think that she was in a position for all of that. She just happened to be there. She just happened to be a part of it and get put in the mess. So, and if we look at you know verse. Three, we got where Sarai, you know, of course, gave Hagar to Abram to be his wife. So, to me, you know, that shows that it was just more than a one-night stand, at, at, you know, so to speak, at that point. So, I feel like it was a little more to it than that. And then now, of course, you know, going down to, like, verse 5, after the baby then came and stuff like that, now Sarah um, gets mad at you know, Abram, like, it was your fault, you know, and putting the blame on Abram. You're going to call him out. Like, that's what she's talking about, um, you know, and stuff like that. Like, it, it, it's her fault. Um, like, it's his fault, but it ain't even his fault, you know, at that part. And he just um, he just playing the uh, cards that was dealt to him, you know. So, at the, at the end of the day, he was in position, and he was told what to do. He did what he, was, what, what he was told to do, you know. So I, I look at it like this. Um, you know, all of this took place, and Abram is, you know, facing a lot of the blame. Yeah, he could have, uh, you know, said no or whatever, but you threw it out there. You told me, you told me to do it, you know. So I think that that's what he did. <laughs> okay. All right, Mr. Tober. Uh, man, I know all of them going to get some calls tonight, man. I'm glad they ain't got to answer none of those. Ella Oliver, anything or Deacon Stan, anything up to this part from Abram? Yeah, I'm sorry. I had muted my button. I'm sorry. I, I have to keep it on mute because I can't believe some of this. But um, I, I, I don't I really, to be honest with you, and this just came because I, I would be a I would be with, with uh, Minister Tobert saying. But I'm going to keep it, because later on we're going to find out. The promises that God made Abraham, it's like we're forgetting what is being done and what has happened. Because now this man that slept with this woman, and he had a baby, that God didn't tell him to sleep with that woman. And in the promises of God, and now the woman, we're talking about how the woman felt. And, and see, I put it all on Abraham because he should have known better to fall for the trap. Mm-hmm. And I think every married man knows the trap. And we know sometimes even our wives can tell us to do this. We know. Because common sense, we ain't going to do that. I'm going to just stay home tonight. I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to. We know. Even though they say it's okay. No, 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 no. And see, that's the problem with a lot of men. They're weak. And just because they wife say it and the woman look good, oh, I'm gonna just don't don't even fight it because it's okay. 
And this is why, and I don't want to get too, 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 I know we're going to have to pick it up because I got some stuff. I, 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 want, I can't wait to bring it out. But there's some stuff in here that with this first baby that because of his mistake, he, he, he met out of uh, Abraham messed up. It's on him. Yeah. And, yeah. And, 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 and all through the Bible, if you look at men, men are weak. And women yeah. run over us because we don't take a stand. He did not take a stand, and God gave him the plan. And and I don't want to keep forgetting that God spoke to him and told him yeah. what yeah. a blessing it was going to be, but he let his wife talk him into. She didn't even have to talk him into it. She just told him to do it, and he did it. Wow. And now we're going to have some issues later on because – I know we got to get ready to go because Sarah did have a baby. Yeah, yeah. So, so, All right, so Elder, don't, don't, jump that, Elder. Don't, don't jump okay. that yet, Elder. I'm don't done. jump that. I'm done. I'm All done. Right. But you, you see where I'm going with this. But I, I know exactly Abraham. where you're going. Abraham <laughs> is on him. He didn't fight it. He didn't refute it. He was trying to be, if you want to call a good husband, but sometimes being a good husband ain't being a right husband or a truthful husband when God already gave him the instructions. And he wanted to wow. let Sarah in on that, and and because of that, that's what we got. Now he got women drama. This woman wow. mad at that one, and they supposed to be cool. And now he's stuck in the middle of it. He can't go to the left or to the right because he's just wrong. I'm done, Pastor. Uh, oh, man, they they texting me. I'm getting texts from from some of the saints that's talking right. about this is good. They said. Oliver. It's all the man fault. <laughs> no, I, I disagree. I disagree. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Is, is Deacon standing stand on? Yeah, he's still on. Okay, Deacon standing. I got to be found. Do you have something you want to say? I really don't. Uh, I'm, just, <laughs> I'm, just I'm just enjoying it right now. You know, I'm just here. All right, all right. Listen, this is what we're gonna do. Right all right, you in the you in the neutral zone? Okay, listen. We gonna we gonna read verse seven. Okay, we gonna read verse. Let me see what time. What time? All right, it's seven fifty four. We gonna read verse seven. We'll do a round robin. Okay, with everyone that wanna say, and then we'll close. And so we gonna pick up next. I know it's a month away, but that give us more time to get. Uh, some more stuff, some more ammunition, okay, pray about some other things, and we're going to pick it up. But um, the saints are texting me saying this is good, this is good tonight, so they, they, they are enjoying it. So let, let me read verse 7, and then, and then we'll, we'll, uh, we'll be ready to close it out, okay? So verse 7, and the angel of the Lord, uh, wait a minute, no, it might be verse 6. Hold on, I got to get some more light in here. Yeah, verse 6, verse 6. But Abram said unto Sarah, Behold, thy maid is in thy hand. Do to her as it pleaseth thee. And when Sarah dealt heartily with her from her face. So Abraham says to Sarah, Hey, that's your handmaid. That's your girl. Do with her whatever seem pleasing to you. Do, do whatever you need to do. Now she's pregnant. Okay, she's, she's conceived, she's pregnant. Okay, so Abraham tells Sarah, well, do what you need to do. You know, whatever you say, she's messing with you, she's picking on you, or whatever she's putting it in your face. Deal with her however you need. 
and she fled from her faith. In other words, Hagar ran. She left the house. She left the tent to get away from Sarah because of what Sarah was either doing or getting ready to do to her. Hagar left home. All right. We're going to stop there, but let's go around for one minute. Each each person, give me one, give me give me no more than one minute, and we're going to close. So whoever want to go first, give me one of the ladies. Let's go ladies, then the men, then we'll close out. One of the ladies, give me one minute. What are we seeing right here? Okay, well, I'll go. Um, once again, Abraham giving in to his wife. She makes a suggestion. He gives in to her, like Elder Oliver was saying. Abraham, oh, well, do what you want to, baby. Okay, that's what got y'all in this situation because you – giving in to your wife and now Sarah she's foolish agreeing and I, I agree with Minister Tobert as well you're crazy because now you have went out of the will of God as well because now you you're ready to do you're ready to send her away but this was all your it was your fault too because you gave the suggestion so both of them both of them that's it that's it <laughs> okay Thank you, Lady Zachary. Any of my other sisters, come on, give me one minute. Personally, I think all three of them goofy. They all goofy <laughs> because <laughs> Sarah should have presented this idiotic plan, okay? And then there's Abram, like I feel, with no rebuttal. Okay, cool. If this is what my wife wants me to do, I'm going to do it. And as we've already stated, he already had God in his ears telling him. So maybe, maybe he felt like, for whatever reason, oh, this is what God meant. Maybe he felt like Hagar was thrown in there because it was a part of the plan. Maybe. Now, then you have Hagar, who's basically a, a slave, and she felt like, oh, okay, cool, in a sense. So she went ahead with the plan also. But now she's feeling like, as, you know, most women do when it when it comes down to them being a side chick, like, oh, I got the prize. He going to leave me for his wife. I got the baby. But you end up getting done so bad that you have to flee. You have to go wow. away because you couldn't handle the treatment. So in a sense, wow. it was kind of like Abram got what he wanted, and then he was like, oh, okay, I'm good now. Because my seed is going to be here, so do what you want to do with her. I have no use for her. So she became disposable. They threw her away after that. So that's why I say everybody was wrong. All three of them were wrong. Wow. That's good. All right, Sister uh, Oliver or Sister Oglesby, either one. Um, I agree that that all three of them were wrong. And – it's a it's a a clear example of uh, when you do put things in your own hand and don't trust the Lord and let the Spirit lead you, and you got everybody in your ear, you make mistakes and you do things that's out of order. So I, I say all three of them was in error. Wow. Wow. All right. That was Sister Oglesby, I think. Is that Sister Oglesby? No. No, Sister Oliver. Okay. All right. Come on, Sister Ogilvy. Anything? Give me one minute. Abram is sitting back now like a mob boss. Um, <laughs> like he 
he don't see what's wrong. And he still, he, I mean, he told her, okay, fine, do whatever. But he has yet, at this point, he hasn't said, you know, I was wrong. I was really wrong. So he's just kind of sitting back like, your mess, you fix. Wow. Wow. Okay. All right. All right. That's all my that's my lovely wife and my sisters. Okay. Uh uh Minister Tober, what what you got? Give me one minute. Um, I, I was hoping that uh Elder Oliver would go first because uh, um lately he's been having a difference of opinion. I'll be wanting to have my little bit of rebuttal. If you don't mind, I, I would like to pass the torch to you real quick and, and come behind and I'm not you. Going to take the full, and Minister, I'm not going to take the full minute. And, and what we have here is a mess. And as a man looking at this mess and chaos, I still put it on Abraham. He he did this. He created this. So now that you have a pregnant woman, and every man in here knows when women get pregnant, they don't act right. And we also know when women hit a certain age, so you have emotions going on. I'm not going to put that emotions of natural, because that's natural for women to have those type of emotions. But, but the man is sitting there allowing this to happen. And that's all I'm going to say. It's on him, period. I'm not going to put it on his foolish wife for making the foolish suggestion, because at the age she was, she could not have kids. We, we already know that story. And then to go pick a slave who this is a up this is what regardless how she looked at it, it's a come up because she's gonna have a son. Period. It's a, but now during the middle of all of this, she gets jealous like a, most women would be, because you didn't been with my husband and, and, and now and now you get ready to have something that I couldn't have because I was impatient. And don't blame her all she was doing was following orders. She ain't had nothing to do with this and because whatever she was strutting, those was her emotions because she was pregnant. And she was having a bit, and we all have them. And women want us to feel, you know, when they get ready, them nine months or whatever. We have to be what sympathetic to the woman because she's pregnant, and now she couldn't handle that. So no, I'm not putting the blame on many of them two because that was a natural reaction that was going to happen. But yeah, we have the man, and we want to make excuse for him. I'm not letting him off the hook. It's all on him. Period. If we could stop this from the very jump street, if he just would have listened to the Lord, goes all the way back to Adam. If Adam would have listened and not looked at how beautiful the Adam, I'm done, Pat. Go ahead. <laughs> all right, all right, uh, Mr. Tobert, come on, Tobert. I know you got something. Come on. Listen, listen. I got to say. Um, Oliver, you know, I think he's flip-flopping a little bit, but it's okay. You know what I'm saying? It's okay. He knows that it really should be all on Sarah, but it's all good. It's okay. I, I, I get the point. You made some valid points. I'm just here to say that at the end of the day, this man is a servant of the Lord, and all he was doing <laughs> was trying to please the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but no, but in all, in all seriousness, uh, in all seriousness, that that did have a lot of flesh in it. I I, I agree more with with Oliver a little bit more. Um, but also, what we don't want to do is 
we don't want to, you know, think about, you know, too much of what we know now and put it back then. You know, things were a little bit different back then. Because if we think about it, you know, we could have said that, you know, Abraham was wrong way before then. We equate now to to then by him uh, messing around with Sarah, you know, that's family. You know, that's like his, you know, sister or whatever. So I just think that he was just in a position his wife, you know, threw him the alley oop and he dunked it. You know, so that's all I got to say. Um, I think that he, he did what the what, what a man would do. <laughs> all right, so he played basketball. It, it was his favorite sport. He likes the way they dribble up and down the court. All right, all right. Now, Diggy Stan, you've been wow. listening all night. Diggy <laughs> Stan, did you do you got you got anything? I know you said you in the crowd and standby. Do you have anything that you want to say before I close? I really don't. I'm a spectator. I'm enjoying just listening. Okay. All right. All right. We're we going to hold you that. We don't want you to get in no trouble, that. We don't want you to get in no trouble. All right. Now, listen, listen. This has been, this is exactly what I had in mind when it comes down to the family night and dealing with relationships and uh, with the ultimate family because, Later on, we're going to see how it even affects the children, okay? The the things that the parents do, the decisions that we make as parents, uh, a lot of times we think is, oh, well, I decided and it's me, it's me. No, no, no. When you have children involved, the decisions you make affects your children. Now, somebody out there tonight may be a part of the panel or that's listening, you can attest to something like this that may have happened in your family, okay? This is real life. I know we, we laughed a lot tonight, but this is this is real life. And, yeah, as Minister Tober said, the culture then was a little different now. As I stated, Sarah, based on what Abraham noted uh, later on in Genesis, uh, they were brothers and sisters. They were half-brothers and sisters. They had the same father but different mothers. So uh, the culture is a little diff- different, but somebody listening tonight, you can say even in your family, my daddy had a side chick. My daddy, you know, we got siblings that, you know, uh, you know, hey, my daddy ran off or whatever or whatever, or, well, my mother was, uh, you know, a whore. You know, my mom Hoard around or whatever. So, you know, God, we're going to see as we get more farther along that in spite of, watch this, in spite of the decisions that we all have made, okay, may not be the same, may not be the exact decisions, but we all have made some decisions that we wish we could go back and change, and we can't. But here's the good news. God gives us grace. God gives us grace where he says, I'm not going to kill you. I'm not going to allow you to die in that because of that decision, but I'm going to help bring you through it so you can be a testimony to someone else. You, you're going to live through this. And I just want to encourage uh, uh, somebody that your family may have been jacked up, may have been screwed up, but in, in, even in that, God has a purpose. And we're going to see that God had a purpose. He had a perfect will, and he had a permissive will. The permissive will 
okay, the permissive will was Abraham and Hagar. God permitted that. Okay, that wasn't the perfect will. The perfect will was Abram or Abraham and Sarah. Sarah, okay, that was the perfect will. He had a permissive will and he had a perfect will. And in our lives now, we he have permitted some things. He's permitted or allowed us to do some things, but when we find out, well, that didn't work out right. Well, that was because it wasn't his perfect will. It was his permissive will, okay? In that, we're going to see that God can still bless in spite of our mess, okay? Because this is messy. This messy. But we're going to see how God can get glory in our story. He can be glorified in spite of the mess that we've made. God always get the last say. And I want to encourage somebody, and I'm going to close. God will always get the last say in your life. You may have been that, that permissive child. You may not have been the promise between your, your father and his wife and, and the marriage. You may have been that side uh, chick's child. But that don't mean God loves you any less. God still has a plan for you. Okay, so don't you give up. You may not you may not get any of the inheritance. You may not they may not name you in the will. They may not even put your name in the obituary. But God ain't forgot about you. God knows exactly what he's doing in you and he's gonna fulfill it. Can't nobody pray in the way. Can't nobody ain't no voodoo that can that ain't no soothsayer that can make God change his mind concerning you. Okay? So you be encouraged tonight. Listen. My brothers and sisters, this has been Praise Tabernacle Church Tuesday night Bible study. And I tell you what, man, we are enjoying it. We're having ourselves a good time. And as you can see, we ain't holding no punches. We we throwing them. We throwing left, right, uppercuts. We throwing them, okay? And and we going to be married afterwards. I'm on my way home to hug my wife, and she said some things tonight that I, I know we, we got to get in here, and I got to hug and kiss her and talk to her. And I already know what the other brothers and sisters on tonight, the same thing. These are real-life issues. These are real-life issues. So, brethren, I don't want not nam one of y'all, that's what old folks say, not nam one of y'all, to try to do what Abraham did. I don't care what your wife say. Don't you do it. Don't you dare do it. God bless you tonight. Till we meet again, Lost Willing Sunday morning, we'll be live at Praise Tabernacle Church at 9 o'clock. Uh, our speaker for this Sunday will be first Sunday. Our speaker is going to be none other than Mr. Chaos himself. Uh, it might be him and his wife. They may do a tag team this Sunday. Uh, DNK, may, they may come on this Sunday. Uh, but meet us 9 o'clock Sunday morning at our local assembly, Praise Tabernacle Church. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm going to say a final prayer. And listen, we bless you in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you. We give you glory and honor. Thank you for tonight for this family night, this, this husband and wife uh, night, this children's night where we can discuss uh, the families. So we know in order to have a strong church, you got to have strong families. Because the, the church is made up of the families. If you got strong families, then you will automatically have strong churches. And we thank you for these brethren that was on tonight and these sisters and their uh, real-life issues, and, and even digging into the culture of what it was back then, not just staying on the surface, 
but dealing with the culture then and bringing it up to now and explaining it in its simplicity. We give you glory and honor. We pray that you will continue to strengthen every husband, every wife. We pray for every family unit that you will make every household stronger. Bless the children. God, we just thank you. And, and even now we're praying. we got this storm, this hurricane that's coming through uh, Florida, up through Georgia. In the next few days, God, we're praying that you will uh, help us to be smart, especially those that are in the Florida area that's in direct contact. Give them the mind to listen to the government, to do what they need to do for the safety of their families. And, God, we just pray that you will protect these people. As we leave this place, but never your presence, Matthew 28 Verses 19 through 20 tells us to go ye therefore, teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Hey, you have a good night. God bless you.